Hey, everybody. It's episode 492 of PodQuest. Hey. hey. It is Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. I am Chris. With me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Yeah, I'm here. How you guys doing? Doing all right. I'm tired. Me too. Me too. I woke up extra early today to like make sure I had time to like start my car since it was like two degrees out this morning and take my time in case like the roads were icy. Mm-hmm. It was miserable. I, I have a doctor's appointment on Friday. Like just like a checkup? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's for my stomach and dealing with friggin' acid reflux for the better part of a year now. Um, but no, but it's like midday Friday and we're supposed to get more snow on Friday. So that's going to, Oh, that's cool. right. I forgot we're supposed to get more, man. Yeah. We go like four years with no snow. And then there's like, here's all that snow you guys missed. According to, so I, I follow a YouTuber and his name's Cash Jordan. Uh, he does, he's like real, real, uh, like a real estate agent or like property manager up in New York, he, but he shows apartments in New York. I don't know why I love it. I just do. He's just a generally good vlogger as well. Um, and he had a video today about the snow in New York, uh, this past weekend or yeah, this past weekend, it's been 750 days since New York last had snow. So like, we're probably about the same. Yeah. That's uh, around what I remember hearing. It was definitely yeah. 700 something. Yeah. Cause I think like 2020 was the last time we had any like actual accumulation. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was 2020 ish. Um, cause I, and it was post uh post pandemic that we had a really bad storm unless that was 2021 it might have been 2021 that that storm was but i think it was 2020 that we had a storm that i ended up having to no it was 2021 that i had to go get parts for my sink because my sink broke because my my house hates me and things break constantly homeownership right i hate it i hate it (laughs) um yeah yeah, shit breaking, especially in the, and like that's the worst part is like we're in that p- that part now where it's so bitter cold that like things might break. Like it would not be uncommon for like a pipe to burst. But the thing is, we shouldn't have to worry about that in in our house. Any pipes that are bursting are going to be pipes that are bursting specifically, I believe, like on a municipal level and nothing for us. However, I do have a house directly next to me connected to my house that um. That that is unoccupied and not abandoned because it's owned by the township, but it's completely unoccupied. And I think maybe their water is off. I the water company was here yesterday, so maybe they did something with the water. I don't know, but it's possible their pipes could freeze and burst. Wait, the, your like direct neighbors are gone? Yeah, they the township kicked them out. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, it's low income housing that they kicked them out to sell. Isn't isn't, isn't democracy great? I mean, that's capitalism, right? Gotta make exactly. a buck. Exactly. Gotta make when, a buck. When we're having a rent and housing crisis in this entire country, but the township was like, you know what? Let's let's kick these people who's been in this house for the better part of 30 years. I They were living in that house before I was born. Or like part their family in general was living in that house before I was born. And they get but, kicked out. But now they can sell that house for like $200,000. I, uh, uh, upwards of that, yes. Something like that. Which is obnoxious. Like, I mean, but then again, I can benefit the same. I could probably sell my house for upwards of about $200,000. Yeah. But yeah, then the it's house, like... The housing the, market's fucked. <laughs> but then it's like, well, what do you do with that $200,000? Because you're then buying an overpriced house. Mm-hmm. So, that's why... Uh, look, here's a tip for our listeners. Buying a house is not an investment. 
It's not. Because you either sell when it's high and then buy when it's high, or you sell when it's low and buy when it's low. You're not investing in anything. Your house is worth what it's worth. Even though I bought my house at $50,000, $60,000, that's because I got lucky with buying it from my my grandparents' estate, and that's all they were looking for. This ha- this house, when I bought it, was worth $90,000. I bought it for sixty dollars just because I basically an estate sale. Um, if I had bought it at $90,000 and sold it for $200,000, I'm only making $100,000, but that's what the market is, and so I'm not really making money. Buying a house, not an investment. Don't listen to anybody on that. But you know what? At the same time, like we bought our house for like ninety five. It would sell now for significantly more than that. We can also afford more, so like we could go get a much nicer house that would still be overpriced right now. Put all the money that we would sell our existing one like down for, and have a manageable mortgage. Yeah, but you're 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 not coming out uh, better in the end. You're not. We have a nicer. You're house. coming. You're you, you might be you might have a nicer house, sure. But your bills are probably the equal, if not more. Yeah. And so, in my opinion, that you're not coming out better. You're not. But you have a better house, and it costs the same. That's coming out better. Like what? The, <laughs> I don't no, know. No, because the because the point of an investment is to make your money back. You don't make your money back on this. You're you're you're, you're equaling out. But they then have a more valuable house that they, that they're they don't. But they don't have a more valuable house. They have a house that they bought at an inflated price that will only be worth that inflated price if they sell it at another time with an inflated price because the price will eventually go down and you'll be overpaying for the house that is not worth that much anymore. Yeah, but if if, 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 if we went out right if we went out right now and sold our house for two hundred, took the hundred and thirty that we would make off of it, and put it towards like a house that's currently five hundred thousand. Even in a low market, that's a two hundred thousand dollar house. Like that's a much likely much nicer house than what we have now. If but we're you're paying still... the same amount per month or round about the same amount, like that's an improvement. But you're still paying on a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage for a two hundred thousand dollar house. I mean, one, the houses probably will never go back as low. Like that's just not how it works. Like that five hundred thousand dollar house is probably never going to go back down all the way to two hundred. Will it always be five hundred thousand? Probably not. But will it go? Will it lose two thirds of its value? Unlikely. Like that's just not how capitalism works. Yeah. No. I mean, look. Like all of that stuff is stupid. And like, frankly, the the costs assigned to it is it's all just made up and doesn't matter. Like, yep. who decided that it's worth that much? Somebody that's not right. living there. Somebody that didn't buy it, that doesn't live there, that like all they're gonna do is reap the rewards from selling it. It's they they look at what every other house around that house sold for, and they're like, oh well, you can ask for this much more, and that's how it keeps going up higher and higher and higher is because people have to offer more than the asking price anymore in order to get a house because people are asking so much for the asking price, but people are re- really only willing to spend the asking price. So somebody has to offer more, and so the average cost of a house in that area then has gone up because people are spending more on this house. So if people start spending less on a house, the average cost of the housing market will go lower. So we need to stop overpaying for a house and start underpaying for the house, but no one wants to accept an offer for an underpaying for a house. 
I will not accept an offer for my house under $150,000. That's just because the market is there. But here's the thing. Why the fuck should I be part of the solution, not part of the problem when the whole rest of my life I've been fucked over? So why not take benefit from being part of the problem now? Like, it's just that simple. Like, y- y- th- this system has turned, a- has turned good people bad by being like, well, at this point, why not just benefit it from it as well? Sounds like, like it's only turned you bad. No, no. There, I'm sure there are people out there that are like, well, if I can, if, even though my house isn't worth as much, if I can get this much, I'm going to get this much. Like it's, it, it's, it's corporate greed, and it's just greed in general. And I, if I take less than 150 thousand for this house, if I were to sell it, I would not survive because that's the cost of living nowadays. Yeah, like it's bullshit. 150 thousand dollars isn't going to get me anywhere anywhere if i take $150,000 pay off my house which is about 6 which is about $40,000 pay the attorney uh, or pay the real estate fees and closing fees and costs i'm walking away with about $80,000 which that $80,000 is going to get me an apartment if i i could live in an apartment for maybe 5 years with that $80,000 but that doesn't cover anything else like it's it, it, or or i can go buy an put that down on a down payment for a house that again is overpriced and isn't fixed up or isn't worked or isn't in a good, good shape because I haven't had a proper good raise in fucking seven years. So I'm not making any more than I was. I'm still in a bad shape, but I want rid of this house. So as much as I want to like, maybe not have to spend so much money. The only way for me to do that is to get rid of this house and Find other ways to survive because it's just I've been honestly considering like figuring out property costs in New Jersey, like getting just getting a plot of land and buying a small house, a tiny house, having it built there and just living in a tiny house, which would potentially be cheaper than living here because tiny houses run about 30 to 40,000. So then I could walk away with that extra money. But then I also have to buy a plot of land and retrofit it with. Uh, pipes and whatnot as well, so like, not really saving that much money from doing all this. Yeah, which like, I get it. American capitalism and housing market is garbage. It's garbage. Everything I was is garbage. I was watching. Was, this was another cash Jordan video I was watching yesterday. You are considered poor if you make under two hundred thousand dollars in in New York City. Yeah, poor if you make under two hundred thousand dollars in New York City. Yeah, that sounds because. About right. That only leaves you about thirty thousand dollars spending cash after rent. Uh, uh, That's why most normal people don't live in Manhattan. No, this isn't man specifically. This is like New York City in general. You're considered poor if you make under two hundred thousand dollars. Now you can live in Queens. Of the five boroughs, of the five boroughs, like you get like four roommates in a nice Queens apartment, you're fine. That's but that's the point. Like you need you need to Toby yourself from the end of the office and live in an apartment or live in a couple apartments and or live with like fifteen roommates in order to have an affordable apartment in New York or in major cities. It's just Look, man, it's, it's, if, it's, it's if you're living in a major city, you probably need to do that anyway because odds are like you're you're either wealthy because you have a very nice paying job or like you're just there for the experience and you have a bunch of roommates anyway. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only reason people live in the city. It, the, if if you work in the city and like you're a normal person who's not looking for that experience, you fucking live in the suburbs outside the city. You commute into it. You find a nice, you find a nice like house or apartment like a couple blocks away from a train station. You fucking commute in. But like, why do I? Why? Why? Why is it that? I mean, 
you know, it's a dumb question because either way, it's still going to be an hour travel, whether you're taking subway or whether you're taking the train. Like, you can live in Hamilton, New Jersey, and take the train up to New York every day for work. You have to dedicate an hour of travel every day to get to work. An hour plus, depending on how long it takes to get to the train station, plus how long the train might take, if there's any delays and things like that. Like, why, why should you have to dedicate that much time to get to work every day? It's because things are too expensive. I mean, I you just, don't, though, either. Like, you can live in Hoboken, and it's like a 30-minute commute. It's still going to be an hour commute, depending on public transit. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but you're, that, you're not, that's you're also, not like, dri- anywhere. You're, you're also not driving into the city. Like, especially now that, again, watching uh, Cash Jordan's videos, they are enacting a, a, a parking t- or a driving tax now. So yeah. if you drive into Manhattan, if you drive into certain parts of the city, you are going to be feed through, like, Easy Pass or whatever. And it's not cheap. It's, like, $30 a day or something. It's, like, like $18 just to go over the fucking bridge. Like... I- and it's then, not worth driving into New York City. Yeah, and yeah. then to actually be in the city and, and, and like in like Manhattan and like basically near Times Square area, if you already spent that money to get over the bridge, then it's another like thirty dollars to be in that area. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like to, taking public transportation, even driving to North Jersey, parking at like the Newark station, and taking like the tra- like like the cheapest train option into the city significantly cheaper to do that and then either subway because subway is easier than ever in new york you don't even need to buy fucking metro cards or anything anymore or mta cards you can actually just use like google pay on your cell phone like you walk right up to the fucking turnstile hold your phone to it and it just passes you through Mm -hmm. that's cool yeah like when we were up there back in october like i haven't i haven't had to take the subway in so long i didn't realize that was a thing and like yeah like we we took the subway a bunch i'm like this is fucking great because I didn't bring my MTA card from work, so, uh, like, I didn't want to have to, like, jump through all the, like, well, let me get, like, the paper ticket for, like, this one trip. Mm-hmm. I wish the speed line would do that, so I didn't have to buy tickets. Yeah, I mean, I have, like, the... The, the Metro Pass. Yeah. And, like, that thing works well, except for you can't load... You can't... So the website is garbage, not unsurprisingly. And if you try to load it from the website, it takes up to 48 hours to apply. Jeez. And, like, I missed that fine print when I did it the one time. So, like, we were going out, and I'm like, oh, I only have, like, $4 left. Let me reload it real quick. Reloaded it, got to the train station, didn't have enough for the fucking train. Mm-hmm. That's that, yeah, at that point, like, I could I could have either just doubled it up and, like, loaded it again at the machine, because that's instant. But mm-hmm. I just bought a round-trip ticket instead. I'm like, I'm not going to load this twice. Like, yeah, that's stupid. But anyway, yeah. Richard. What is on the agenda? Uh, on the agenda, uh, I guess, Cobb, you went to this podcast show thing, the live live podcast show, um, and then there was an AGDQ this weekend, I guess, and uh, about a this dog. Week? It's happening right this now. Uh, see, like I said, I don't follow it, so I have no idea what's going on with this. Um, I've never followed AGDQ. Um, and then I watched some things. Uh, uh, I watched What If Season 2 as well as uh, Monarch Legacy Monsters Season 1 that I'll talk about a little bit Um, and yeah there might be more depending on how long it takes to get to that point but we've just been ranting for the last 20 minutes about capitalism in the United States 17 we're good Uh, close enough (laughs) Uh, but yeah so Erica or watches listens to this podcast called and that's why we drink I don't know if either of you guys have ever heard of it no I've heard the name it's like part true crime, part paranormal. So like one of the hosts is in the true crime stuff. So that's the stuff 
that they talk about and the other one's into paranormal stuff so that's the the stuff they talk about and i guess i've only heard a few episodes um like actual episodes and they kind of like trade off like with their stories um the way a lot of those like like true crime e podcasts do where like each of the hosts will bring like their own tale of the week like they're the fucking midnight society Mm -hmm. um but so this one's been going for a while and they do like live shows and this one i believe from what erica was saying might have been like a pre-pandemic one that they're just finally now getting to redo a bunch of the the stops that they couldn't find another time to to schedule um and so what they it ended up being a like a cooler thing than i than i was expecting i thought it was just going to be like them talking about like whatever stuff they decided to talk about that time um prior to to the to that to this tour they went to this um like haunted um let's call it a museum it's it's an old old house in like southern california in like the middle of the desert there's nothing else around it that's sort of like a museum you can go through but it's also got a whole bunch of haunting things associated with it because apparently, like, the the actual spot that the house was built on used to be where they hang, like, hanged people. Like, the gallows were there. And somebody was there watching, like, an execution and decided that was a real nice place for a house. So, um, but, like, the it, it's supposedly haunted by, like, the whole family, plus some people that were, were hanged there while it was still, like, a gallows. Um, so, like, their show was, like, them having, like, clips and, like, stuff that happened while they were doing this and then like reacting to it and like talking about like what happened and and all that stuff and like it was much funnier than i expected because usually that's one of the podcasts that erica listens to that like i just generally get nothing out of it um like i'm i'm not really into the crude true crime stuff all that much so that stuff usually goes kind of like past me but like this whole thing it was it was fun like like they had a lot of jokes they were the the clips they had of the the actual like stuff they were doing was they were both funny because like they were they were funny um but they were also just creepy as shit because some of the stuff was like yeah no that's that's way too coincidental um like when they were doing at one point they were doing like this one test where like a person puts on like noise canceling headphones and like a blindfold and like they get plugged into like one of those like boxes where you're like it's it's like white noise but like if you listen to it long enough sometimes you can hear things and like mm-hmm. the ghost hunters and stuff like that use it as like a they go back and then listen to it after the fact to see if any any responses were caught on it in this case you're getting live responses because the person is sitting there like listening to it while somebody else is there like asking questions and the person listening can't hear or see the other people so they're just repeating whatever they think they hear and like some of the responses were just they were very very close to the questions that were asked in a way where it's like that is fucking creepy like that is creepy and unsettling because they were in this 200 year old house at like three in the fucking morning and like a couple other like at one point like you literally see a um a picture just fall off the wall for no good reason while they're like like having like an an interaction with something potentially and um what was the other really weird thing? Oh, like something goes really weird while they're upstairs and they had cameras like around the place. And the same time that like the weird thing was happening upstairs, a an old school lamp downstairs, you hear it click off. And like you can see in the video, like you hear the click of it and the, and the light goes out and there was nobody in the room. 
It's mm-hmm. like that's that's creepy. Whether it's real or not, and like it's not like like they could have absolutely set it up. Who knows? But like regardless, it was fucking creepy. Yeah. But then like they broke it up with jokes, which was fun. Nice. Yeah. It was also very weird being at the Fillmore with seats. Like they just everything was a seat instead of like standing room and they somehow like they they packed in a lot of seats into that place and still somehow gave you more leg room than any other seated venue in Philadelphia. <laughs> like the seats weren't comfortable because they were just like folding chairs. But like I was able to move my legs, a thing that you cannot do at like Wells Fargo or Citizens Bank Park. Mm-hmm. And like in nobody was nobody had to like pass in front of me. But in theory, I could have just like pulled my legs in and a person could have walked by me without me having to stand up and like like stand back so that they could squeeze by nice yeah so like good on them for like knowing how to lay out some chairs but i've yeah. never been to the Fillmore, so i don't i, don't, I have zero reference on that i mean it, it's like any other like indoor concert venue um so like just picture like a big open floor but instead they filled it with folding chairs and like they again like somehow they fit a lot of chairs in there without like making people uncomfortably close together mm-hmm. which like fucking good on them yeah like yeah but yeah it was it was a a fun little little show that they that they put on and it was nice because like it didn't go too late like they 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 were done and wrapped up by like 9 30 nice yeah. that's boring you gotta be up to like midnight if you're talking about spooky shit come on now yeah but it started at 7 well like seven fifteen is when they probably like got started you, so like i mean Look, just because it gets dark at 3.30 right now doesn't mean that you can start talking spooky shit super early. You should be talking spooky shit after 10 o'clock. No, it's fine. You won't even play spooky games after 10 o'clock. I mean, I never said that. I thought you I, didn't like playing them like at night because you got too scared. I mean, my my spooky game stream of Phasmophobia started... Oh, you have started playing to, spooky games. I forgot. Was, was supposed to start at 10, but I started it earlier because I that was when more people were available and it went until about midnight. Um, no, I've, I've never said no spooky. It's tense games more so than spooky games. But like, I also I don't I won't stream game. I don't like starting stream after 10 o'clock and I'm not going mean, to start a stream. I'm not going to start a stream of a spooky game when it's still light out. So I have to plan around it being dark before I start a spooky game. Certain spooky games. Like I would never do a twelve-hour spooky game stream because that'd be st- unless it, unless I'm doing it at like eight o'clock at night until eight o'clock. I mean, if you did it this time of year, you could start it at like six and go till six in the morning. Yeah, but like that, like not wanting to start that late makes sense. Like unless you literally had like a we're having a midnight stream for Halloween, like yeah, where like you purposely started at like eleven so that you could stream like into the early hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, but either way, like this. This whole live podcast thing was a good time. Nice. nice. I would go to another one they did. Like it was interesting enough. Uh, what was the other? Th- oh, right. And at, as per usual, twice a year, um, GDQ is happening in. They're actually in Pittsburgh right now. Huh. Yeah. They um they they won't do their stuff in Florida anymore, which you know good for them. For yeah. For political reasons or just. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Basically. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, they okay. they basically they, they had a hotel booked for last AGDQ in Florida, which is where they've historically done the winter one. And they're just like most of our staff and like runners and stuff like that, like literally don't feel safe going to Florida right now. So we're not going to do it in Florida anymore. We're I, yeah. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. 
yeah, between like LGBT stuff and COVID stuff, like they're just like, this place just isn't safe for like anyone in this community. So we're going to just eat the money that we had to spend on this hotel because there's no refunds and do it remote for one more time for 2023. And then they moved to Pittsburgh for, for 2024. Nice. Which like a little bit of a bummer for them. Cause like they used to at least get like the warm weather for this one. And instead, you know, fucking Pittsburgh, the, the week that we get the first snowstorm in a decade. <laughs> um, I think I think Pittsburgh's been getting snow. It's just really the eastern seaboard. No, they, really yeah, they snow. they are close enough to like the Great Lakes and stuff like that. They probably do get some stuff coming off of like Canada and out of um Ohio. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it, I always think it's it's a it's a fun time. Uh, last I checked, they were over four hundred thousand so far for the uh for the event, which started on um on Sunday. Let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. They they are much higher than I realized. They're at 656,000 right now. Nice. What game are they playing? Oh, and they're playing Ocarina of Time. So that's fun. Um, but so yesterday, uh, the 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 big thing that I, that I wanted to bring up about this, they had a dog do a speed run. Did I they, heard about did, this. Like, did they set up like a track for the dog to actually run in? Like, as like a speed run of like the world of like like Yukonuba's world training test track or some shit like that or like actual fucking video game speed run like an actual video game. yeah it was it was gyromite the the game one of the games that rob the robot was used for okay so um this guy like he he's basically like it looks like he might be using like an adaptive controller like like one of like the accessibility ones where you can kind of um plug different peripherals in to it um so he has one of those set up um with like a bunch of like big pads essentially and he has the dog trained to like put his paw down and hold it on different pads, depending on like what needs to happen in the game. And uh, Gyromite's a game where, like, Rich, do you know what Gyromite is at all? Not really, no. So it's it's one of those games where like the character moves themselves. Like the character is just always moving from left to right, and the game is moving the different things in the world so that the character can make their path and not like run into any hazards or enemies or anything like that. Okay. So, like, it's, you know, press a button, get a thing to lower, hold that button so that it stays lowered until it reaches the right spot, and then let it go so that the guy can keep moving, or hold it until they reach, like, the top so that it can walk off and grab, like, a rope to then climb to the next platform. Like, it's not a hard game, but, you know, like, you do need to time things right and actually, like, hold them long enough to, like, make it through occasionally, like, several things before you can let it go. And yeah, the dude just sits there on the floor. It's a it's a Shiba Inu named Peanut Butter, and the the owner sits on the floor with a bunch of treats and just like keeps the dog's attention. Is like, all right, Paul, and like has him like pat the the thing and like lean into it. And then as soon as he's done, he he gives the dog a treat, and it it was the best speed run I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And more nice. dogs should speed run. <laughs> Chase already runs very fast. He doesn't need to run anymore. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't need to run faster. But yeah, they they had an interview with them, um, I think, on Monday, I guess it was. And they were saying that uh, they're, he's looking for different games that, like, would, that could, like, he could make work like this. Because, like, mm-hmm. Jarrah might be a good example, because, like, Rob was not very, like, Rob was not very technical to use. So, like, cause I, I think Jarrah might, and there was a stack game, right, Drew? Yeah, I don't remember the name of that game, though. Yeah, it was basically a game where like you stacked things. Like it's the two things that little robot peripheral could do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he was talking about like maybe trying to like find like some 
some easier like platformers and stuff like that things not like not like mario where you like you really have to be able to like jump and move at the same time but like something where like you could just move stop jump move stop jump sort of thing mm-hmm. and like i think that'd be cool even if the dog can't play the whole game like having a dog like trained to like run a level of something that would be really neat yeah um other than that though there, there have been just like a bunch of other cool runs um i found out last night that in silent hill 2 um, you can actually beat pyramid heads really easily by just walking into them. So, like, for whatever reason, I guess, like, their hit detection is weird. If you just keep moving towards them, they never swing their weapon. So, like, you can move into them and just keep shooting, and they never actually take a shot at you. Nice. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, it was the same thing. So, like, in Silent Hill 2, there's, like, the early pyramid head fight, and then there's one near the end of the game um, where you it's actually two pyramid heads. And for that one, you actually put yourself in the corner and use um, like like the bigger like sword that you can get in that game. And if you time it just right, you can swing the sword. And when you swing the sword, you hit the wall. And that makes you then like have like a back swing to it. So you get two hits in one against the pyramid heads and it puts them into like a recovery mode. So you get like the two seconds to then do that again before they can then try to attack. So if you line it all up right and time it right, they they can't attack you while you're attacking them twice every time. And like, I thought that was neat because I remember playing, I never beat Silent Hill 2, but I remember playing Silent Hill 2 and Pyramid Head was a fucking disaster to try and fight when you're like, not sure what to do. Um, there was also an Octopath 2 run, which like most RPG runs are just like, it, it's optimizing like the path you take and being insanely good at like changing menus like to the point where like these people will open the menu do a bunch of stuff and close it before i've even had time to register that the menu is actually open Mm -hmm. um but the thing that was really cool in this one was when they got to the final boss encounter um the incentive that they, they met for it was to actually beat the boss blindfolded and the boss in that game so octopath you have like eight characters for the final boss it's a it's a two party setup where you have all eight characters but like split kind of like final fantasy 8 does at the during ultimis ultimisius castle mm-hmm. um and the other games have done it too obviously but the runner was able to with a blindfold on just have the characters memorized enough that like knew what sounds they made when it was their turn and exactly like what order to do things in regardless of like what the boss might have been doing like knew the boss sounds enough to know that like okay this attack just happened um, this is the sound that the characters made, so I know who got hit. I need to heal that character. And, like, that is a level of dedication I don't think I would ever have for anything. No. <laughs> no. no. Like, seeing people do, like, um, I remember, if, like, a handful of years ago, somebody actually did a world record for Punch-Out wearing a blindfold. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was incredible. But, like, that is mostly just sound cues. Like, you're just waiting. You're listening for that one little blip that you know is, like the person um like 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 cocking back their arm to to hit your punch real quick um up until like the middle of the game when those guys get too hard but like doing it like like an rpg where like anyone could in theory be getting attacked and just knowing the noises they make that's nuts yeah that's too much um oh to circle back to the dog because i just this um punch out made me think of it peanut butter apparently can knock out glass joe nice so yeah if nothing else First level of a uh, of punch out cleared. Uh, what were the other runs? Oh, uh, they early today I saw a run. It was um the 
TMNT arcade game from like 89. Not mm-hmm. the the weird one that had like the top down sections, the actual like beat 'em up side scrolling arcade one. Right. Um on Super Nintendo. And in the second stage, the the boss of that stage is Bebop, the the boar. Mm-hmm. So there's there is one clip in that game, like where you clip through the wall, and it's in that stage. And all, all you're really doing is you like you're not skipping anything other than basically the screen scrolling. Um, you clip into like a building and walk through it to the area where Bebop is. But because of the way that like the game exists, you're kind of walking through the air for a little while. And you're high enough up that when you get over there, Bebop is just in the air T-posed, waiting for you to hit the point on the ground that triggers him to fall out of the sky. (laughs) So, like, the character model is just already there waiting. It's not like it gets drawn into the game once you're in that location. And yeah, I thought that was that was both funny and neat. Um, And then the last thing tonight at nine o'clock. So I don't know how it's going to go. Somebody is doing a Super Mario 64 run. Uh, using a drum set. Jeez. Yeah, which just sounds ridiculous. I'm assu- I'm assuming it'll be like a rock rock band kit. Um, like maybe if they're like really into it, they might have like um what Alex from Giant Bomb had, where like he has a legit drum set that somebody like wired to work as a rock band controller. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, like playing that game, they're and and they're doing the 16 star run. So that's a run that requires a lot of like those um. Those weird long jumps where, like, if you long jump into, like, the right spot on a wall, it'll, like, shoot you into, like, the Bowser rooms. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those, like, very fine control sort of runs. It's not just get all the stars. So I'm super curious to see how the fuck that's going to work. I mean, you should be able to mash pretty quick using a drum kit. Yeah, but it's all about, like, lining up in the right spot, too. Yeah. Like, it's... I, I know one of them is you... When you walk into the castle... There's, like, the staircase, and there are those two, like, not really columns because they're connected to the sides of the staircase, but, like, little, like, outcroppings that usually have, like, two coins at the top. I know one of the things is, like, you kind of you kind of long jump against those, I want to say, and if you hit, like, the right pixel for it at the right timing, it, like, zaps you into the first um, Bowser room without needing the stars to do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, just, I'm, I'm really interested to see how they do that with a drum set. I'm trying to think if there were any other like notable, notable runs. I feel like this this year so far, the ones that I've seen have been a lot more like straight, like just speed based stuff versus um like a lot of exploits and glitches. Like I haven't seen as many people like just full on break games to finish them, except for in some of like the longer RPG stuff versus just they're incredibly good at the game and know like the optimal path to do things. Right. Uh, which is always neat because like they're taking these games that are probably only like an hour or two in general and beating them in like 15 minutes by just like the turtles game. I think the turtles run was like 20 minutes and you know, it's not a long game, but that's they died once on purpose because apparently that game has some sort of um ranking in, built into it where the better you play the game, the harder it gets because it was an old arcade game. Like that's how those worked. So you you die intentionally before one of the bosses, and it lowers your rank, so less guys spawn leading up to that boss, <laughs> which is just, I don't know, that shit's weird, but cool. Uh, yeah, that's, that's probably all the stuff that I have for AGDQ at this point. Like, it's still on until, like, Sunday early morning. Like, it'll probably wrap up at, like, 2 or 3 a.m. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're on track to at least probably make... They're they're going to hit at least a million um, 
I can't see them like they could probably get to two. I don't know if they'll if they'll break their record, which I think was like three from a couple years ago. But like six sixty nine now, so it's nice. still climbing. And this one is this charity is the Support Cancer Foundation or Prevent Cancer, not Support Cancer. That's the wrong sort of foundation. <laughs> but yeah, it. I don't know, Rich. I know you don't care for this stuff, but I always think like seeing people play these games like in unique ways is just super interesting. Unique ways, yes. I just don't really care for speedruns in general. I just yeah, no, I know. That's why I said like I know it's not your thing. Just some of the like some of the games that they play too. It's like who who plays these things? Like there was one I don't even remember what it was called. It was like a bullet hell, um, where you're like a witch, and I f- I figured out by the end of it that your hitbox was like this heart on your chest, and the person playing it like you I could hardly tell where the attacks were. And this person was managing to, like, just thread the needle through all these small openings, just barely avoiding them hitting the um, the heart on the chest. And at the same time, using, like, I'm assuming using the other analog stick on the controller to control these two birds that fly around you to, like, pick up all the things that you um, defeat. Like, it was just, it made Ikaruga look like a fucking, like, middle schooler's game. <laughs> Or elementary school game. But Rich, how was uh was what if? Uh yeah, so what if season two? Um it was good. It was it was about as I was expecting from season one. Like season one I really enjoyed this one. Uh, it was good. It was it was um I, w- I feel like they, they dropped the ball with some of the titles of of like some of the ideas of the what if. Um because like for instance, episode two was what if Peter Quill attacked Earth's mightiest heroes that it shouldn't have been that. It should have been what if Yondu brought Peter to Ego? Because that's what the story was. It wasn't what if he he fought the Mightiest Heroes. It's he it, he was. It was in this story he was brought to Ego, and in turn then ended up fighting the a, a group of Avengers created in 1988, which like had um uh uh uh, uh um Ant Man, but not. Not Scott. Um, so old Ant-Man, but he's younger because it's 88. Hank it Pym. had... Yeah, Hank Pym. It had uh, the the woman from, Cap, uh, from, from Captain Marvel, but not Carol Danvers. Like, her friend. Not Monica either. Or not Monica's mom. Like, another woman, I believe. I can't remember. I don't remember who she was. But it had, like... It even had, like, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, who played Giant Man in that and stuff like that. And so I was like, you know, they, they cha- the name shouldn't have been what if Peter Quill attacked Smitey's heroes, because like the, the, this team of Avengers was formed in response to Peter Quill. It should have been. What if Yondu brought Peter Quill to ego or um, let's see what else uh, uh, th- there was another one. It was uh, uh, what if the Avengers assembled in 1602? That's not really the story. The story was like, how there was a time rift in that, and so it would have been like, what if, what if the time stone got destroyed or something like that? Something different, because that's really what the story was. It wasn't the Avengers forming in, in it assembled in 1962 or 1602, not 1962, 1602. It was oh, something happened to the time stone, and, and this and this world started to go crazy. So like, I feel like they dropped the ball a little bit when it came to some of the stories. Um. And like even even episode seven, what if Hella found the ten rings? Didn't really f- like it fit, but it didn't. And so like that, I was a little like 
was like, man, they they messed these up. They they messed these names up a little bit. But besides that, the stories that they showed and the the tales that they showed were interesting, and I enjoyed them. Like uh, the the what if Happy or uh, what was it? What was it? Episode three. What if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? Uh, it was like a silly, fun one. Like I liked, I, I that I very much enjoyed. Um, but like it did have like a pseudo overarching story. How it like same with season one, season one. Like they brought you all these characters, and then they introduced, and then they introduced the Guardians of the Multiverse. Um, they gave you, uh, for instance, in What If Iron Man Crashed Into the Grandmaster, that was actually Gamora's origin story from last season. We didn't get her origin story of how she became part of the Guardians of the Multiverse from last season, so that was hers this time. But that again was like I don't that I don't think that really had any. It shouldn't have been. What if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? It should have been. What if Iron Man didn't make it back home after blowing up the Chitauri? Like that's what it was. Um, but I think the one really cool thing, Episode Six, uh, it was what if uh, Kahori reshaped the world. Um, that was all in, I, 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 at least I know that Spanish was one of the languages and a native, I believe it was like a native language for the other episode. And they introduced a brand new, never before seen Marvel character ever. Like, like this is brand new to the show named Kahori, who in her world, the Tesseract gets destroyed because Ragnarok happens way sooner. And uh, it lands on on Earth in like uh, around the time that the Spaniards were conquesting on the states or on the United States on the New World. And Kahori gets powers from the 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 now Space Stone, the the destroyed Tesseract, and and like I was like, that's really cool that they introduced and created a new character, and she's got some cool. She's got basically she's almost kind of Captain Marvel, but not. Um, she, she can't, she can't really fly. She's super fast and she controls the elements and things like that. She's really cool. It was a really cool episode though. Cause like it was, it was all in another language. It was all subtitled. Um, and it's just a cool way to introduce a new character that they've never really done in these Marvel shows. They've never created a whole brand new character for like a brand new hero. At least I was gonna say, I think the closest they've gotten is, is, um, the the Peggy Carter Captain Britain or whatever she she's called, but yeah, Captain Carter. But she was a pre that she was a comic book hero though. No, but that's why I said like the closest because yeah. her as a hero did not exist before. Yeah, it didn't exist in the MCU, but it existed as comics. This is the no, hero. no. That's what I'm saying that that like that type of character like Captain Carter is not a thing that existed ever. It was what if then a comic series spun out of it then um she showed up in doctor strange like peggy carter existed as just like a world war ii ally of uh captain america i I thought she was a comic hero first nope like peggy carter was but not like not the peggy carter that got the super soldier serum and filled the role of captain america but still like you are not wrong like like this episode that you're talking about is the first time that they've like created a new character for it to my knowledge yeah so like it was a brand new character and everything it was it, it was really cool and she she's a cool character and it's like they they were bringing in some representation of a native uh native uh native americans uh which is 
awesome as well because there's not a lot of that in media in general. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good series. It was a good season. Um, I, I I'll watch it when the next season comes out. Like I'm not I'm not gonna be like against it. It's it's a fun just like it's a fun playful series. It's nothing like serious. Um, which is which is nice to see. It's refreshing to see that like you don't have to watch it, but you can because like. I didn't even realize Echo was was coming out right now. Like oh, Echo yeah, started a, it, a few weeks ago. It apparently has the worst um, views of any of these shows so far. Like no one has been watching it. Yeah, I I like I said I didn't even, I I'd seen zero advertising for it. Yeah, absolutely zero advertising for it. So I didn't even know it was a thing. And like I knew it was coming out, but I didn't know that it was. Um, Let's see. They're on episode five, so it's been at least four weeks. Maybe three if they did like three episodes up front. I don't know though. Usually they do. Uh, if they're doing multiple episodes up front, it's usually two. I don't think they've ever done more than two up front. But yeah, yeah. so like I, I just I didn't even realize that was a thing, but, or that it was coming out. Uh, but yeah, it, it's good. If you liked the first one of series, or if you like just fun, like fun side stories that don't mean anything that it's just like something to like something to occupy your brain elsewhere like definitely this is this is a nice series to watch each episode is a half hour long so it's not terrible um so i just i i checked real quick um all five episodes were just put up on the ninth so oh wow they they didn't do a weekly release for it so it's just a mini series it's just the five episodes um Oh, so it's the full series. It's all out at once. They yep. never do that. Okay. And and yeah, like like you said, very little, if any, like promotion for it. And unfortunately, like they didn't do a good job spotlighting that character in Hawkeye. Like, yeah, Echo in the comics is actually pretty cool, and they could have done a lot of cool stuff with her. But like the Hawkeye series really dropped the ball. Like she was one of the worst parts of the show. And like it's not the actress's fault. Like the actress did a good job. They just they gave her shit to work with. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, I'll probably watch it over this weekend and, and talk tell you about it next weekend. Uh, we'll see. Depends on timing of things. I've had a lot of spare time with work, so we'll see what happens. My yeah. uh, my my supervisor got let go, and I have like zero work coming into me right now. So the one who wouldn't let you take a day off. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That's karma. That's, oh, we can we can oh we can I can talk more about that off off air. Um, um, but yeah. But ha- how about the the, uh, the I almost said the Star Wars show. How about the uh, the Godzilla show, the Legacy of Monarch or something like that? Uh, is it Monarch Legacy of Monsters or is it Legacy of Monarch? I can't honestly remember. Um, and I, I mean, I guess I'm logged into Apple TV to be able to look it up real quick on my PC because otherwise I'd have to look it up on my uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. That is, that is it. Okay. Um. It was it was good. Uh, surprise! Not surprisingly, there was there wasn't a major focus on on the big man Godzilla himself. Like he maybe screen time, probably a total of five minutes, not even across the whole however many episodes there were. Like it it wasn't about him, and it was about it was more about Monarch, uh, the, the corporation that like was founded after his initial emergence and. That was investigating him, and that, like that, um, John Goodman's character was a part of during uh, Kong Skull Island and, and stuff like that. Like that's that's what this show was about. Was about the forming of of uh, of Monarch and and how 
how certain characters were dealing with with like Godzilla at the moment and and the emergence of the Titans, uh, because it followed. Um, it started out following a woman uh, who was in San Francisco or San Diego, wherever it was, um, uh, during G Day, during the emergence of of Godzilla when he attacked, and uh, her dad had over the past year, it's like takes place a year after her dad had passed away and he had an apartment in Japan. So she was going to Japan to settle his affairs. She finds out that, Oh, he has a, a, a second family over there. And so she has a half brother. And it turns out that her, their dad is the descendant of the people who created Monarch. And so he was trying to figure out stuff with Godzilla and, um, and and the Titan emergencies that were happening on the planet, and they were trying to find him because they didn't think he was actually dead. Um, some of the cool things about it is you got you got Kurt and Wyatt Russell playing playing the same character, whereas Kurt is the older version and Wyatt Russell is the younger version. I was trying uh, to retalk about that before. I forgot about yeah. that. And I didn't realize uh, one of the characters were one were who they were until the last episode. Um, uh, because of, uh, the the name Bill Randa never really so they had John Goodman in the first episode, very first episode, and like he throws a thing out into the water, and like then they introduce this character, uh, Bill Randa, who take who's in like the early fifties. So Kong is in like the seventies, I believe, and so I didn't think anything of it, but like it's like oh, this is John Goodman twenty years younger. And I didn't even realize that until the last episode when they mentioned like, oh, yeah, he died exploring some island or something. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's who he is, which was just like, I was like, I don't know why I didn't realize that. I don't know why I didn't think about that. It's just like, like I said, they showed him at the very, very beginning of the first episode. It makes no sense why I wouldn't have realized that. Did he die in Kong or did he, like, he, I just I don't remember that movie he, super well. He Died in Kong, but he died off screen, so they were able to like fudge it to where he still died on the island, but he did a thing before dying on the island. And so that's like in this that shows like his final moments of him doing a thing that you didn't see in Kong. Um like it it was it was it wasn't even like a off screen, it was like a fade to black, like assumed death. Like he was he was like gonna get killed and it cut a, a hard cut to the next scene to like black and then the next scene um i one thing that i'm just like i'm a little annoyed about or perturbed about with this series is a lot of it deals with them trying to understand the titans and how they travel and finally fully realize a hollow earth theory that they've been that they that that john goodman's character was researching in kong skull island um, and this was, they went into the hollow earth this time. They went into the portal and of course, and this is, I hate it. I hate it. Time travel, time works differently in hollow earth. Fuck off, man. It because wasn't that in Kong versus Godzilla. I was it. I don't know because I, at one, at one point Godzilla, like they, they, uh, Kong activates the thing to have Godzilla atomic breath through the fucking planet into the other world in the show so, or like, in the movie in the movie in kong in in godzilla vs king kong something happens and godzilla is at tokyo and he just is fire breathing through the planet 
So if time works differently, and to, to the point of they were in the other world for upwards of maybe a day and five years passed by. But in the Godzilla vs. Kong movie, they were in the other world for like probably a day and no time went by. It was like back, it was same yeah, time on honestly, both ends. I, I assumed when you said time works differently that it was going to be um the like they were gone for a while, but time hadn't passed, not the other way around. Cause yeah, I don't they yeah, went they, there in in Godzilla versus Kong, and there was no real mention of like they didn't yeah. lose years. Which which is like it, it that that makes me mad because then like th- that is a major oversight in the continuity of this universe in general, because it's like, oh well, in Go- I'd have to rewatch Godzilla vs. Kong to fully understand it because it's like, oh well. If Kong, if if only if if they were there for twelve hours, then at least six months would have gone by in a real world or some shit like that. And there's no reason that like this could have happened the way it happened in Godzilla vs Kong, Un- unless because they do explain that in the Hollow Earth, like where they were in Monarch Legacy of Monsters, was like an in between between our world and their world. So maybe that's where time is differently. And in Godzilla vs. Kong, they were fully in their world. I don't know. I, I, but like that that made me mad. That I was like, this is dumb. This is so dumb. Because like that, what, that's one of the running questions is like, how is Kurt Russell only 70 years old when he was 20 in the 50s? Like he shouldn't be. He Because he sh- this takes place in 2015. So he should be at least 90 or something like that. I don't remember. It's Wait, like so 20 or 30. So this is before Kong vs. Godzilla? This is before Godzilla vs. Uh, Godzilla King of Monsters, even. This is just this is the year after uh Godzilla or uh Godzilla 2014, but before Godzilla King of Monsters. Yeah, I feel like that's breaking the other two movies entirely then. And why? Well, because like the the what they did in Godzilla vs Kong, like none of them knew that existed, and I feel like shouldn't they have if no 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 none of them knew what that the Hollow Earth existed? Yeah, no, they knew Hollow Earth existed. They just didn't know how to get there. Is that are you sure? Yeah, they they knew they knew that they they had a running theory. They had a stronger running theory, in, like they've had that theory of Hollow Earth since uh, Kong Skull Island, but. In Godzilla vs Kong, like they knew that 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 they knew that Godzilla te- basically teleported through the Earth. They knew that it was there, and I believe even at one point they try they actually had a um a facility around one of the portals into Hollow Earth. I remember that. Like they they knew Hollow Earth. They knew about the portals, and um, I didn't think they did for some like. I mean, yeah. I didn't really care for the movie either. I definitely thought it was a they found that out like through the course of the movie. No, they knew. I remember about like it. the I remember the the one dude um sacrificing himself to like blow the nuke near like the the cavern thing in the ocean. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's King of Monsters. That's not Godzilla. Oh, was Earth that Kong. King of Monsters? Yeah. Okay. I mean that that goes to show how much I actually remember about these movies. Yeah. Yeah, that was, you're you're talking about. I can't remember his name, but yeah, he went down to uh, oh, supercharge Godzilla so that he could kill Ghidorah. Um, but yeah, right. like, that's what that was. Because at the end of the movie is like a year. Because at this point, it'd be 2020. 
which is just before it was a year before Godzilla vs Kong happened. So and and at the end of the movie, they're on Skull Island, and alarms are going off because Kong is getting ready to like investigate the 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 facility that they're in or something like that. And so you see Kong at the end of it, and it's like, oh my god, this big reveal! It wasn't really a big reveal because like, I mean, the big reveal was that they were on Skull Island, not that Kong was here, because we knew Kong was going to be here at least on uh, at least living in this universe. But like, yeah, I the the show as a whole was good. It was enjoyable. Like, like I said, I was I wasn't expecting to see a lot of Godzilla. When you did see Godzilla, it wasn't much because it wasn't about Godzilla. It was about it was about the characters and Monarch itself. Um, but oh, so here's here it is. They at one point in the late fifties, early sixties, the lead character's grandmother, she's still young at this point, falls into Hollow Earth, and so when they finally fall into Hollow Earth. Because they expected she died. They didn't know she fell into Hollow Earth. Uh, they have a whole interaction. And so from six, 19... I, I, I just say 1960 is easier. I don't remember the exact year it was that she fell. So from 1960 to 2014 was 59 days. Huh. So that's, Wait, that's so then actually... what, was the, what was the thing with Kurt Russell then? How, like, did he like... He, he he went he, a few years, like a two two or three years after she fell. They were doing a, a study to get down there into Hollow Earth, and he was there for a week. And he fell in in like the mid sixties and came up in the eighties. Okay, a, yeah, but he was only there for a week. He was there for seven days. So let's say nineteen sixty or twenty fourteen minus nineteen sixty. It's 54 years, but she was there for 59 days. I don't know why I had to do the math for that, but I did. And they were there for maybe a day, and it took five years. That makes no sense. Different parts of, of the, the world move at different times? I I don't know. I don't know. But it's just like that. When you introduce a thing of like, oh, time works differently, but then time is going going on at the same time uh, in prior things, you kind of just break things. Yeah. Do the is it the same people made the show that worked in on the movies? Uh, I don't know. I assume so, but I have no idea. Fake fan. I I don't pay that much attention to show, shit like this. Because you're a fake I fan. I don't. I, who made a Monarch Legacy of Monsters? Chris Black and Matt Fraction, which I believe was who wrote the other Godzillas. Oh, Matt Fraction. He does uh, comic books. Yeah. Who wrote Godzilla 2014. David Callum, uh, 2014 from directed by Gareth Edwards, written by Max Bornstein, uh, from a story by David Callum. Who, uh, who wrote Godzilla King of the Monsters, Michael Duggerty, Max Bornstein, Zach Shields, and Godzilla vs. King Kong 2020. Yeah, so um, the one guy Chris Black hasn't, like, He's worked on a bunch of stuff, but none of the other Godzilla yeah. stuff. Yeah, none of the other Godzilla stuff. So, like, you just you, you can't you can't you can't just throw in. Oh yeah, time works differently. So, like, because obviously you you knew time was the second she disappeared, and then the second Kurt Russell was younger, you're like, oh, time works differently in Hollow Earth, and you're gonna you're gonna see her, you're gonna see her her grandmother. Like, she's gonna be absolutely fine. You knew that was gonna happen. You didn't necessarily know that they were gonna go to Hollow Earth at, at some point throughout it, but once they started, like, 
Kurt Russell started like blowing up the entryways to Hollow Earth, it's like, oh, at some point we're going to get to Hollow Earth and we're going to see her grandmother and we're going to find out like the time difference. But then it's like Wyatt Russell was in there for a week and 20 years went by. The grandmother was there for 59 years and only 50. Let's just say just even it out. 59 years went by like it wasn't 59. It was probably like late, late 50s. So probably like 58, 59 when she fell in. I can't remember. I just I I hate I hate when you turn around and say, hey, yeah, uh, time works differently. So it's fine. But like also then again, like, yeah, it makes sense how Godzilla can travel so fast from point to point on the earth on the planet when he can't fly. Uh, he's teleporting through the planet and what's a matter of a few days for him to get from one portal to the other. But also, no, then never mind, because that wouldn't explain how he can get from point A to point B so fast, because time works. Time is faster here than it is down there. So then it doesn't explain how the fucking hollow earth works and how he can get from point A to point B so fast. Look, time is a flat circle. Like, I just... Problem solved. No, no time is Jeremy Baramy. Like... Flat circle, same difference. I, I just... Yeah, that, that was the one thing that drove me nuts. And, like, at the end of it, spoiler alert, at the end of it, Kurt Russell falls off of the pod that they're taking to get out of hollow earth. So next move next season because apparently they're just they are gonna have a second season next season is i i've heard people saying like yeah they're gonna get a second season so like next next season will be oh we gotta rescue kurt russell now we gotta we gotta rescue him and it'll have it'll be uh let's see let's say it comes out in 2025 it'll probably still be like 2022 2023 in the game in the in the movie verse so it'll be like oh yeah Let's, uh, he'll have only been there for like three days, but it'll have been like six years or some shit like that. Which like, you know, like that makes a little bit of sense, right? I don't know. Like, I, I don't it's, know. It's a, it's a way to, uh, to kind of move things forward without all the characters always having to move forward with them. Yeah. But also like, you don't really, you don't really need that. Like sure you do time. Time's honest, a thing. Honestly, I don't really think they need another season. Like I don't. They they told the story and the creation of Monarch. That's what the show was like. The, anything else is just you're telling you're because it, it's not a Godzilla series. It's not called Godzilla. Um, so like you don't need. It's all about Monarch and Monarch at this point in 2020 is basically done for and destroyed and like gone. So you're not really telling us anything new. You're not teaching us about Monarch. Like you don't need a new season. Monarch is done. But they they quote killed off kurt russell so that they could have a story of going to rescue him next season so they could get more seasons i mean look they got to keep making money yeah true i mean apple tv has got some good shows on there uh honestly like apple tv stuff is is actually better than it than it has any right to be yeah absolutely totally agreed and i will that i i i had to actually get a uh subscription to watch the rest of this because they it seems like they started cracking down harder on password sharing and so like my my i was using my brother's password but every time either of us went to go watch something it would lock everyone out and he would have to unlock it every time so i was just like all right i'm just gonna i'm just gonna get it and finish the series myself and while i maybe maybe cancel it and and watch something else until it's over or not who knows maybe i'll just stick with it but i'll probably cancel it i might watch ted lasso and see if there's anything else on there, and then cancel it until the next season. 
Um, Ted Lasso is good. Severance is really good. Severance is another one I've always I've been wanting to watch. So oh. like, yeah, there's there's a couple of things on there that I'm like, all right, I'll watch these and then I'll cancel. The Until. After Party is fun. That's um, it's got uh Sam Richardson and I forget the 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 woman's name and um I forget the other woman's name now too. Shit, but it's uh it's like a show that has a bunch of famous people in it. Um, and the first season is there they go to their 15 year high school reunion, 20 year high school reunion. And it all ends up back at a um at like a house party for um Dave Franco's character, who's like a rich like um musician. And somebody gets killed, and the whole show is like everyone telling their stories about like where they were during the, the murder, um, mm. trying to figure out who done it. And it, it's a comedy, so like everyone's just like doing stupid shit. Like uh, Ben Schwartz is in it uh, again. Like Dave Franco is in it. A bunch of other like recognizable people. Yeah. The, the second season has uh, Ken Jeong and um, the guy that played uh, Harold in Harold and Kumar, John Cho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like a, also a bunch of other people. So that, that, show, that show is worth it. There's also a documentary about Michael J. Fox that I might watch. There you go. That, seem, that seems like a good time. Yeah, like App, Apple TV is... Uh, honestly, um, 100% honesty, I'm considering dropping Hulu. Or not Hulu, Netflix at this yeah, point. Well, I was going to say, like... I feel less like cheated for like the content I get off of Apple than some of the other ones. Like, yeah, I don't mind subscribing to Apple to watch something. I won't subscribe to Peacock or Paramount. I will just make a new email address and do a trial. Yeah, like I, 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 I feel like at this point with how many streaming services I have, but don't really watch the one I watch the least outside of Hulu. So, like, the least, the most least, I, I like, the one I watch the absolute least is Netflix. And then after that is Hulu slash Disney. And then the rest of them, which the, the only other ones that I can think of that I have now at this point are Apple TV and um, uh, Peacock. Like, I watch Peacock nonstop. I, I, yes, I was against Peacock. And that's what I've been watching almost consistently every night. That's what I tend to put on when I'm going to sleep now. Because it has all the old school sitcoms that I used to watch. It has The Office, Parks and Rec, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I watched through King of Queens recently. I'm watching through Everybody Loves Raymond right now. Like it's got all of the stuff that's been my childhood. That I'm just like, you know what? I I I like I I like Peacock. Peacock is worth it. I think Peacock also has Psych, which I'm gonna watch through again. Psych, um, in, unless it changed in the last week, Psych is still avail- available on Amazon, and like. I don't like rewatching sitcoms the way you do. So like yeah. Peacock has nothing for me. Yeah. But I mean, like for, for like with the rewatching sitcoms, like these are actual legitimate rewatches. Like I'm sitting down and watching everybody loves Raymond because like, I've never actually gotten to watch that series all the way through. And I, I, I used to love that show. I used to watch every episode when it would be on, but like, I never actually watched it. Um, I, I just like, I would see episodes here and there. Uh, so it's like it's nice to kind of relive this a little bit, and same with King of Queens. I've always loved King of Queens, and so I'm I'm highly considering dropping Netflix until the next time we have a book club for Netflix. <laughs> like that's I I don't use Netflix anymore. I don't, and it's it's just Netflix to me is there's too much unknown content on Netflix. Well, the the problem is there's too much shit content on Netflix. Like we don't watch it like often enough but it's one of those like i mean we also don't pay extra like i think we don't pay the full amount for it because t-mobile pays most of it yeah 
Um, I think I maybe pay six dollars for it. Um, yeah, because we have like the the whatever the 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 highest tier one is. Um, through through T-Mobile, it's just because Netflix keeps raising their prices. T-Mobile's like, all right, well, we're still going to cover this much. You just have to color cover the the excess. Um, but yeah, like maybe once every couple months we find something on Netflix to watch, and a lot of times yeah. it's like the Great British Baking Show once a year, <laughs> like for yeah. like that month that, that that's on. Like I'll watch the final season of Stranger Things when it comes out, but like I still haven't watched the the most recent season of Umbrella Chronicle. Uh, or Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. Um, I was thinking of the Resident Evil show. I never watched mm-hmm. that either. Um, I haven't watched. Um, oh, what's the The Witcher? I haven't watched the the most recent season of that. Like, there's just n- nothing on Netflix. Is like, yeah, I really want to watch this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the same. I feel absolutely the same. Netflix is it, it's 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 a waste, and I don't. Seeing as how everyone in my family has it now, because they they fully took away password sharing i'm not keeping it i don't i don't see a reason for me to keep it when i don't really watch it that much yeah i don't and i don't blame you like you're not getting any discount for it you're not using it like cancel it until you need it for something pay for one month watch a bunch of stuff that like has built up and then cancel it again and like i kind of feel the same with hbo but hbo has a little bit more um uh, novelty to it because it has like a lot of the Godzillas that I love to watch that I like I like to have available as soon if I just want to watch them or it has a lot of stuff that I do like that if I decide I do want to watch it it'll be on there whereas Netflix I don't want to scroll through Netflix anymore yeah like Netflix is the one that I feel like will open up Amazon Hulu and HBO and like look at like original content or like shows that like are on there that like we haven't watched before um I almost never do that for Netflix. It's either something I hear somebody else talk about or something that um like we knew was coming out and like went to watch like like Stranger Things or something like that. Yeah. Um cuz even like like le- it was either last week or the week before I talked about that show Louder Milk. Um that was on Netflix. I just happened to ca- see a clip from the show and looked the show up and it happened to be on Netflix. Like yeah, would have then- never seen it otherwise. And that other show that you guys that you talked about with the ghosts that wasn't initially a Netflix show. Other show with the ghost. The girl in the school and the ghosts. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, School Spirits. Yeah. I, I, either that wasn't a Netflix show and you were watching it on Netflix. No, it's a, it's a Paramount Plus show that for yeah. some reason got put onto. Yeah. It's like a lot of the things you're watching even now are stuff that were from other sources. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so Netflix, Netflix is done. Netflix to me is like kind of done in its basement, and I'm like, I'm ready to not have it anymore. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, did you want to say anything about the uh, third My Hero Academia movie you watched? Sure, I'll. I I've got it. It was good. I enjoyed it. I watched My Hero, uh, My Hack, My Hero Academia World's Here World Heroes Mission. That is a mouthful. Um, and I thought it was good. It wasn't like anything spectacular. Um, I enjoyed it more than the second one, at least. Um, I don't know if I'd say I liked it more than the first one. I think the, they're, they're like on equal levels. Um, but it was just, it was, it was good. It was fine. Um, I, I rented it on Amazon. I watched it and I'm like, all right, I don't think I'll ever have to watch this one again, but I enjoyed what I watched kind of thing. But I do have just a quick question we can talk about with my hero and drew you might even be able to jump in on this too even though you don't watch the series 
Um, because I'm on my umpteenth watch through because the new season's coming out in either March or May. I know it starts with an M. Just don't know which one. Uh, the new season should be starting soon, so I'm starting to watch it again. And something crossed my mind uh, when I was watching it that I was just like, it doesn't make sense to me. So let me pose this question. Drew. Drew. I'm listening. You, you are born into a world where everyone has superpowers. And your hero is the greatest hero of all time. You look up to him. You want to live by his word. And you want to be a hero like him. But then at the age of three years old, you find out that you do not have superpowers. But it is still your dream to be a hero, even though you don't have superpowers. Do you be sad for a little bit or for because you're a kid? It's probably going to be some time. But do you a do nothing about it and just go to school and live a normal everyday life, but still wanting to be a hero? Or do you b start taking martial arts classes self-defense classes, start training to lift weights and things like that to make yourself stronger and, you know, maybe learn technology so that you can make items and basically be Batman. What do you do if you still want to be a hero in this superhero world and you don't have powers? I mean, I can see the the, the points for either one, but probably A, because realistically, if you have no powers and whoever you're fighting has powers, you are dead. So when you're in high school and you've done nothing to do nothing to get or when you're about to go into high school and you're in whatever is before high school in Japan um, and you were basically middle school and you're trying to apply for high schools and you want still want to now being a teenager, 13 years old, still want to be a hero. And that is your life's goal. And you have never worked out. You have never trained. Are you still going to apply to the hero course in the best hero academy in this world? Absolutely not. So why now? Why? Now, I know the answer is plot armor. I don't care. Let's just have fun with this question. Why wouldn't you train if you're still planning on applying to be a hero? That's one thing I've never understood about Deku, Midoriya, the main character, is he has he's powerless. He has no actual superpower. But you can create you can basically be Batman in this world if you want to be a hero without powers. But why didn't you train to in martial arts or in fighting or try to make yourself stronger and things like that? Why didn't you train to be better? Because Deku had to spend twelve like nine months training with with All Might and still not be able to handle the power that All Might gave him. Whereas like if he had just been like, you know, I still want to be a hero. So let me learn to fucking fight because heroes need to learn to fight. Let me make myself stronger and not be twig a twig. Like, even on top of whether or not he has powers, if he got his parents' powers, his mom's power is to be able to manipulate small objects. And his dad's power is fire breathing. So at best, he would have been able to throw fireball. At best, because he would have been able to ma- manipulate small fires. Wasn't his mom's power just the ability to float small objects? Basically, yeah. Like, like she can, she can, can, like, telekinesis of small objects, basically. I don't know if it's specific, like, just to her, or if she can make them float and manipulate them in general. But, like, at best, combining those powers together would be he can, he can manipulate and control fire that he breathes, or something like that. He'd still, because those are not superpowers. Those are just powers. He still is going to need to train. So why, as a child who always wants to be a hero and still applies to the hero course, 
why wouldn't he be training this ent- his body this entire time? I counter you, Mineta. Uh, Mineta, you fuck Mineta. Like, there's no reason Mineta should be in this hero course. Also, Tailman shouldn't be in this hero course. But you know what, Tailman, his superpower, Drew. His superpower is he has a tail. He has a <laughs> prehensile tail. He like can a control, like, like he can control his tail. It's like a monkey. He gets into the top hero course because he trained in martial arts. Like, he made himself stronger. His power is he has a fucking tail. That is it. Like, it's not that it shoots laser beams or anything. It's just an extra limb that he can use. It makes him, honestly, not much more powerful than Batman. But he is in the best hero course. So somebody without powers can train to be just as good as this person who has five limbs instead of four. There's also Jiro, who's not a fighter. Jiro... Tape. He can tape things up, though. Like no, like, Jiro, he, the girl with the um the headphones. Isn't that her name? Um, am I getting people confused? N- no, m- maybe, maybe. Uh, unless they, the both their names are similar. I I don't rewatch the series, so I haven't seen it since um the last season. What was that? Like a year and a half ago. Yeah, uh, Kyoka Jiro. Yeah, Jiro. She has headphones, but like her power can can be used. To min- like she can push her heartbeat into things so like she can still fight and she can incapacitate like that's the thing though like her power yes her power is she can manipulate her heartbeat she can manipulate sound in a way she can plug into things and hear things she still has the power to do things with her powers more than like like she still needs to train but she at least has a pseudo superpower i i'm also convinced that like some of the the uh, uh, qualifying exams for entry, like, are geared toward people with different powers, like, maybe Midoriya only got the power to smash things, or got into his because he can smash things, whereas Jiro might have been a little bit different, or you know, maybe they got to bring support items, because y- your hero, your kids, and so you have to be able to help control your powers. I don't know, I just... Well, they flat out said that the entire thing was not based on how well they punched the robots. Yeah, like it was it, like punching the robots got you points, but also being a hero and acting as a hero got you points. And that's how Midoriya got in. But it's just it, it just bothers me. It bothers me that like if that is your life's goal is to be the best hero, whether you have powers or not, or let's just put it in a real world. If you grew up wanting to join the Marines or the military wouldn't you train to do that stuff before jumping into the Marines and military? Wouldn't you train to condition your body to be able to do the running, the jogging, and things like that prior to joining the military? Not just sit around and play video games until it's time to join the military? Like, you no. would train yourself. You would train yourself to do that, because that's what you want. That's your goal. So, think about it this way, though. Like, ju- just to play devil's ad- advocate for Deku. Um... He was probably depressed because not only did he get is he different from everybody else, but he's picked on by somebody that he thought was his friend constantly told that he's worthless. Yeah. On top of that, like he has no like like father figure at all in his life to like point him in how to like get stronger. And his mom's like his mom is not a large or imposing person to be able to do that either. So, like, he's got nobody to, like, set him on that path to get stronger. And, like, as a 13, 14-year-old, it's not like you have access to, like, a gym and stuff. You can take, I can, you could take karate classes as young as 10, as young as 5 years old. 
in he our world. Taking, uh, it's absolutely available in that world. Like that's that trying to say that there's no karate classes in that world is it's just uh, no. You can't you can't make that argument. But also, we don't know what sort of money his family has. You can't assume that like a single mother can afford to pay for a kid to go to karate classes. Those things are expensive. But also, then fine. He has YouTube. Like YouTube, you can you can watch and learn techniques on YouTube to how to fight and how to do things, and you can practice. Like, like I just to me, to to me, it just to me it makes like I I like if you it doesn't make sense to not train your body before joining the hero course if that's what you wanted to do your whole life. I'm sure Bakugo had some sort of martial arts training or defensive training in general when his parents knew that he was a prodigy and was going to go places and had great powers i'm sure a lot of the kids knew they're like who are in 1a have pre-training minus mineta because i don't understand why he's he's comedic relief and plot armor and that's whatever fuck him he sucks but like i just it, it, it annoys me it annoys me i'm like why You're just mad because you didn't get into the hero course? I am mad because I didn't get in the hero course. But like, if I really wanted to be in the hero course and didn't have powers, I would have tried to be in the hero course by like training my body and like going and taking karate classes or martial arts classes. Different. Well, kinds you're an of overachiever. Classes. Deku was busy studying and learn and like getting an education and learning how to analyze enemies versus punch them in the. He could have done both. He could have analyzed heroes and he like like that like that is the only defense that you could make is he learned from watching other heroes and he learned how they act and how to like react like that is he he learned how to read moves essentially from watching him that is the only minor mental training he could have had but like i that's still not enough cuz you need to know how to properly throw a punch in order to throw a punch like you can't just throw a punch you're going to hurt yourself by just throwing punches like you you need to know how to properly do it how to properly put your body into it so that you can actually hurt something and hurt someone and and put some force into it it just yeah it, it's it's like i'm not I'm not, uh, I'm not saying this breaks the series, and this is stupid. It's just, it's no, it more of like, like you a, hate the series now. No, it's just more of like a, a, a silly little like that. I don't. That doesn't make sense. Like besides the point of plot armor, it doesn't make sense. I mean, that's. I mean, that's basically what it is. It's, it's, it's plot. Yeah, it's like oh, he's this little runt kid who has no powers, but it's like yeah, but these kids, if they want to be heroes, are going to learn. Like, look at. Look at Lemillion, whose power is to be able to go through things. He learned he's not a skinny kid. He's like a bigger kid. He like knows how to throw a punch. Like he, he he and even in like his his like flashbacks, he was bigger. He wasn't like he was like huskier. Like he was he had muscle. He wasn't always just a skinny dude. And so like that's just where I'm at. I'm but like it's less impressive if Deku's already capable of doing things. They they mm-hmm. still they still could have done the whole like your body like they still could have done the whole like you still need to work out and get stronger like your body's like there's a lot of power behind this this ability like they still could have done that but it's not to me it's it like thinking about it, it's like it's not reasonable that like how does he how does he become such a good fighter in a year when he's never learned to fight a day in his life prior to going to school 
Like how how is he that good of a fighter when he's never actually taken fighting class? And I think that that's part of the thing is like he has watched and analyzed stuff so much that he understands what to do in certain situations. Like in that first training session where like he flips Bakugo and but everyone's just only, like, how did he do that? He only does that because he's watched Bakugo. He's exactly. watched Bakugo and he's been around Bakugo, but he's not going to be around all the villains all the time. Like if he's going to stop somebody, he's not going to know that that person is going to throw a right-handed punch because they're a primary right-hander because he's never seen them before. Like the a- analysis only goes you so far when you're when you're analyzing people you know and fighting people you know. When you're fighting somebody you don't know, your analysis isn't going to get you isn't going to immediately benefit you. After taking a few punches, after after like getting walloped a bit, yeah, maybe you're going to start to pick up uh, and your analysis is going to help out. But just being able to just looking at someone after, and, and and not knowing a single thing about them, you're not going to be able to be like, oh, yeah, he's going to throw a right punch. No, you're not going to know that unless you have a superpower, which Deku does not. Or you're very good at reading body language, which I am. I, I mean, 50 50 on that one with Deku. Like, I feel again, I feel like the, the one this specific fight you're talking about is because he he's read and analyzed uh, Bakugo. The, and, and in the fight against uh, Bakugo and Deku versus All Might, he knows All Might. He knows All Might's limits. He like he he, he has insider knowledge to be able to like be like, all right, well, this is how we're going to handle this. This is how we're going to handle that because he has that inside knowledge. He's experienced them. He's not. He's never experienced Shigaraki before, like except for the one time. So now the next time he goes to fight Shigaraki, maybe. But Shigaraki's fully controlled by one for all, and so maybe he'll fight differently. Maybe he'll fight the same. Who knows? I don't know. It's just to me, it's just fun for me. Like I'm just like uh, I'm reading into. It. I'm like this just. I don't. Did he really want to be a hero? Because he never, never tried to train himself to be a hero. Sure, he did. He trained his brain. Maybe, maybe. But that's all. That's all I have about my hero. I, I'm on like episode four or five. It's just restarted. Oh, so like you're like legitimately. I, I, I watched two episodes on Saturday, and then I haven't watched it since because I had just been so tired. And then I haven't watched it since then. But yeah, like I just restarted watching it. I watched like one or two episodes since then. Like I think I'm on like four or five, something like that. Like he just got into the the um the test. Like the he, like the whole test stuff started, and he like he's in his testing area. So I think that's like episode three or four. It's episode okay. Four. Yeah, and that that's the first season's a short one anyway, right? Isn't it only twelve first, episodes? First season's twelve episodes. Um, there might be one or two that I skipped throughout the first season. Maybe I'm definitely skipping any episode where it's just a recap episode. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Because like I've watched them all so many times. I mean, literally, you're watching the series as a recap. You don't need a recap episode. Yeah. And I've watched some of these so many times that I don't like really need even this recap. I just like watching the show. Fucking weirdo. I like it. <laughs> uh, But I guess that will probably do it for this week. Yeah, I think that's a show. All right. Well, next week, uh, and Drew, you won't be here next week, right? Correct. Man, you're gonna miss out on on Annihilation because next oh, week, boy. next week we're watching Annihilation for Book Club. I'm actually looking forward to it. Big, big, big man going away or something? No, just going to events on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. <laughs> oh, I see how it is. Um, but yeah, so next week Annihilation Book Club. 
Uh, but other than that, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there at your dollars, though, you, you can support us by going to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All of it helps. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. And Rich, what does your streaming look like? Uh, Twitch.tv slash beyond underscore one. That's for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, Baldur's Gate, um, I have to do a Mario Kart stream, and I have to do a retro stream still um, for this month, So because I canceled mine yesterday, because I was burnt out and exhausted. So, uh, yeah, come check me out. Uh, I said twitch.tv slash beyond underscore one. Right? I don't remember. You did. You just said it again. Just and with that, to make sure. <laughs> and with that, we'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.